You know, I've been uh, eating some Quest bars probably for the last, man, I don't know, maybe almost like 10 years, it seems like. Yeah. I don't even know how long the company's been around for, but ever since they've been around, I've been around and I've been eating them. And I remember actually the first time I had a Quest bar. Um, one of the first Quest bars I had, I believe it was like an apple cinnamon flavor or some or cinnamon roll flavor, I think it was the one that I had. And it tasted so different to me than what was out there. Uh, I, I've tried every protein bar that there is. And a lot of them would, you know, blow my stomach apart and I'd end up sitting on the toilet forever and I'd end up having some issues with them. And most of them were always trying to mimic like a candy bar. Mm -hmm. They were always trying to be like a chocolate coated something or other. And I really love that Quest Nutrition didn't do that because with the way that their bars are are set up, most of the bars, especially in the beginning, you could travel with them with no problem. You don't have this like melty, gooey thing that you pull out of your backpack, you know, uh, while you're traveling. So they've done a great job making some great products. People got to check out the Quest bars. And if you never had one before, I don't know where you've been. I don't know what rock you've been hiding <laughs> underneath because it's a huge company. Yeah. yeah. And you guys know we've been rocking with Quest since day one, since before they were sponsored. They're a sponsor now. And it just makes so much sense that uh, us two, two entities would collaborate on something. So if you guys want to get in on this, head over to questnutrition.com, enter promo code MarksQuest, that's all one word, at checkout for 20% off your entire order. Sounds good. Yeah. So I, I went to this uh, party uh, yesterday. Yesterday I was like, I was on fire, dude. You guys would be proud of me. I was super social. Really? Social butterfly smelly. It's not, is that not usual for you? <laughs> no. No, I fucking hate everybody. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a, it's a bad thing for me. No, I just, I'm not like, uh, I don't know. I'm kind of, There's a side of me that's pretty shy. That doesn't, I, like, uh, I'm the person that, like, if I see somebody at the grocery store that I know, I fucking immediately <laughs> bolt the other way. Yeah. Like, it's a, like a stop, drop, and roll procedure. Mm -hmm. Like, the like the building's on fire, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm like, er, put on the brakes. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I'll cut so fast, you'll think I'm Barry Sanders, you know? <laughs> moving, yeah. so, moving so swiftly, you know? Breaking people's ankles. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. kind of the same way. I don't, I don't like seeing people... And I don't know why. I don't. I don't. I don't know what I think is going to come of it. You know. I, oh God forbid! I got to say hi to somebody. You know. Oh, yeah. I, I'd almost rather say hello to like a stranger. Like I. I don't have any problem picking up conversation with like the cashier randomly. You know. So I don't know. I don't know. I just just a weird personality trait. But yesterday, uh, I went to a uh, tailgate thingy over. At, which tailgating is a weird tailgating is really weird it's a strange thing mm -hmm. you know, i went to a uc davis football game uh and we're trying to explain it to quinn and quinn's like oh cool we get to go to a football game i'm like i don't even think we're going in she's like well what's the point she's like don't you love football i'm like yeah i love football but like really just going like hang out eat with people yeah <laughs> it's like a mobile barbecue i guess do you guys know anybody at the tailgate or you yeah just, okay. yeah and andy's uh swim friends go okay. every time and so uh, we ended up kind of kicking it with them. And then after that, it was uh, one of her friend's uh, birthday party. So we went to this birthday party, and that was out in, we were in, like, Vacaville. Kind of, like, weird back roads off the off the freeway, like, way back. Um, like, Dixon is, is kind of like that, too. Like, if you just, if you go off the 80 freeway, mm -hmm. and you're out near, like, where Kuyu is or where the new Dutch Brothers is in, like, Dixon... You can get lost back there, man. There's like tons of farmland, kind of yeah. like where I'm moving to. There's like tons of farmland and it's just, it's like no man's land. But man, we went to this house 
it was super nice. So it was kind of a combination birthday party, like housewarming party. These people, they just moved into this home and, mm-hmm. um, I ended up in like a full seminar kicking mode because people kept asking me a lot of uh, nutrition questions and workout questions. And, you know, I was learning that, you know, some of these people that have been swimming their whole lives, um, they're not taking care of themselves in some other ways. And so they're, they're, uh, still facing a lot of the same things a lot of people face that don't exercise. And I was like, man, I'm like, this doesn't bode well for trying to get people to exercise, you know? Yeah. Uh, and it's because our food supply is just so jacked up. Um, we still have a lot of healthy foods available to us. It's not like we're, we're just literally being poisoned, but we're poisoning ourselves with our food options because, um, we're starting to love the foods that have a lot of junk in them more so than the foods that don't have a lot of junk in them. And it's really easy to kind of build this mindset of like, Oh man, it's convenient. You know, we got so much great convenient food, but those great convenient foods really are not normally that healthy. And if you kind of flip the dialogue around and say, Oh oh my God, we have a lot of great healthy food around. You can start to recognize that we have more healthy food. We have more personal trainers, more fitness centers, more education, more books. Um, There's more information, especially in the United States than ever when it Mm -hmm. comes to, um, you know, combating uh, heart disease, combating um, uh, diabetes, uh, high blood pressure, uh, all, all this kind of stuff. There's, there's a lot of great methods behind, um, you know, options for that. And we're just, um, we're not doing it. And this one woman in particular, she mentioned, and I thought this was fascinating. And I, we got in this discussion about, you know, how other countries, it, they may not even think about it, which is wild. They may not even think about it at all, but they struggle with it a lot less. So it's like, how how have they figured that out? Like in France and Italy, and I've been to some of these countries and um, they're still enjoying wine, they're still smoking, they still have habits that probably aren't great, mm-hmm. but they're not like Americans where it's just this constant flow of tons and tons and tons of food. And so it just brings up a lot of interesting stuff. Like, can you combat really anything with fitness? I mean, I guess... I guess it would be like this, like if you're healthy enough to put out enough effort to be able to, you know, make up for a shit diet, then, then possibly, but that just means everything in your system's working really well and that you can, I'm not talking about, you know, just patty caking on the weekends and coming in the gym and messing around. I'm talking about like really being able to, you know, have like a rich froning style workout or like the way my, my wife and her friends, they go and swim and they swim for like an hour. And I think most of them can admit, like, that's probably not enough to um, make up for bad uh, dietary choices. So it's it's an interesting thing, but it opens up the conversation for, like, man, like, we we better kind of, like, develop some good lifestyle habits against all this stuff that's here. Because in other countries, they're not even sweating it. They're <laughs> not even thinking about it. They just happen to walk more. And they happen to bike more because it happens to be part of their lifestyle. So they don't really have to sit around and think about, man, I better get on a ketogenic mm. diet on Monday because I got to lose 60 pounds. <laughs> you know yeah. why they don't think that way? Because they ain't got 60 pounds to lose. Mm-hmm. They might have 10. Mm-hmm. They might have 20. But they ain't got 60. Yeah. yeah. I you thought, oh. sorry. Uh, I thought it was pretty interesting on a recent podcast. We were talking about like cancers and, uh, you know, be, people being overweight in other countries. 
And one of the answers was like, oh, it's because they don't have enough money to have access to all the foods that we have. And it's like, whoa, like by them being uh, not having as much money, they're almost luckier in a way because now they, they don't have to worry about buying so much extra shit food. Mm. Uh, like, I thought to me like that, that just sounds crazy when I heard it. I was like, wow, like that's insane. When we think about that, like in some places, like I guess in um, places that are, are that have more poverty to deal with, yes, like you know you don't have as much money to buy food. Even here, like Andrew coined this because um, I mentioned something like uh, uh, cha-ching. Life- yeah, yeah no, I, le- <laughs> I mentioned lifestyle inflation because we were talking about you know when you're when you're in college or when you're you know just getting out of high school, you don't have much money, so you're being real cheap with your food. You're not eating a lot, or if you are, you're cooking your food. But when you start making more money here, right, you start eating out more, which builds bad habits. So there's lifestyle inflation, which happens when people start making more money. They don't even realize they spend more. Then there's calorie inflation with you eating out more. But in these countries, like you were mentioning the habits that they have in these like European countries, France, Italy, et cetera, right? What's the big difference you hear from people that go there and then they come to America and have a meal? Mm. It's oh my God, What is this like two meals? Is, is it, every meal here is like two or even potentially three meals there. So you wonder why do we have God so- God bless America. It, it's true. Everything That's in America is bigger. Be, yeah, cue that American music. <laughs> I, was watching this, um, I was watching this video from a podcast, the H3 podcast. He's a pretty funny dude, but his wife, Ela, is from Israel. And Ethan, her husband, in Israel, he was skinnier. But when he got to the US, he got fat. And they were, I think it was a podcast with Bill Burr. And she was like, I came to the U.S. and it's like the food here is so disrespectful. (laughs) She called it disrespectful because she was like, how do people eat this much food? It's gluttonous. It's gluttonous. And it's because like from a kid, you're used to eating these foods and this this amount of food because typically your parents are too. And when you get older, you're like, "You, you can't eat food without massive portion sizes. So these other countries that are able to just keep the weight off without really having to think about exercise or having to think about diet. Well, they have the habit of just eating less food with every single meal. Like you, you mentioned that, that dude that you put on your Instagram, he, you, you, in one of your podcasts, you said, just eat twice a day. And then he eats twice a day. He builds that habit. And he loses what? A hundred pounds. <laughs> it was insane in a really short period of time. too. It's weird how that worked out though. Think about that. That's that, all that was was just eating two meals. In other countries, that's probably normal to eat the amount of food that that guy was eating. But here, you're eating less. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just it's just having better habits with the amount of food you eat. People you are like, "Yo, how the fuck do I start my day without my muffin?" <laughs> Dude, like, no, 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 no. You're telling me I got to start. Fuck you. I'm not starting my day without without my muffin and without my frappuccino. <laughs> Dude, get the fuck out! Like, just don't don't come at me with that shit. You're making me angry. You know, it's I, like, it's like, man, it's just it's a simple removal of some food, man. It's it shouldn't be. It's like they're a little kid, you know. Dude, I, I understand it though. I I've been on that side too, where it's like the second that somebody was telling me about low carb, mm-hmm. I was like, I can't eat pasta. Same here. Are you kidding Same me? Here. I can't have motherfucker give that back to me. Why'd yeah. you steal that from me? When you when you said muffin, it, it sparked. Uh, this happened yesterday. I went to Costco. Oh God, dude! No, no, no check this out. So um, we're you know Costco on on the weekend is just like I literally can do anything else, but I needed to go buy a battery for my car. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to pull into this parking spot, and this guy he like you know like when you have one hand you can't like turn the wheel uh. hard enough. This dude's eating a gigantic muffin. <laughs> I'm like, 
okay, that takes some some like a lot of commitment because he he bought a big ass box that has at least eighty five <laughs> muffins, and he's willing to risk the freshness of all eighty four other ones so he can eat this one before he leaves the the parking lot of Costco. Like, dude, like you couldn't wait. Like, I don't know whatever the, the ten minutes it takes to get home. Like. Maybe yeah. it's a bigger commitment than you think. Maybe he bought a bunch of tiny Ziploc bags and put all of, <laughs> stuffed them all in there. Bro, Costco gets people those muffins, though, because it's like, I think they sell one box of muffins for like five bucks, but it's actually two for five. So Ooh. like when you, you'll come out with one and the, the cash register will be like, you know, you could just get two for the same price. Yeah. It gets like, see, and that muffin's like six. Have you ever seen a Costco muffin? Uh, no. <laughs> I, I, I used to love Costco muffins. <laughs> Each muffin is about 600 calories. Oh, my Ooh. God. And they don't fill you up. And so why? You have to have and why tea. is a muffin like in a weird like muffins are in so weird category by themselves? Like health food, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Everything at Whole Foods is healthy too, right? <laughs> Isn't that yeah. weird? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's the colorways and stuff they have in there. Like things are kind of green, and like things don't seem all that aggressive. They don't seem like they're gonna. Everything seems nice in there, and things are organic. Mm-hmm. Organic, gluten free. It means that it's calorie free, right? Yeah, that it's it, it's but that's the thing. It's like it's still just the amount, you know, you can eat a lot of this food, a lot of this healthy food and it, you'll still gain weight. But but another thing that you're mentioning about those people, you know, I know a lot of individuals that are like my age and younger. Let's like on the there is when you're younger, you can and some people do not everybody, but some people do get away with just having really bad nutritional habits and not gaining weight for some people that, that it works for them. So they feel, Oh, I don't really need to pay attention to this, this, or even exercise. I know people that don't exercise much right now because they still look great. So they're like, ah, I don't really need to, but then you don't build these habits. Now you get older and older, the weight starts coming. You're like, Oh, it's fine. It'll go away. Life starts happening. Maybe you get a new job where you're sitting all day. And then sooner or later, you know, you're 35 years old, you're overweight. You're not strong because you don't lift or do anything. And you're, wondering how the hell to get out of it i've even seen like quite a bit this is something i've been seeing more of recently i don't know if it's just because i've been seeing more people on instagram or whatever but there's quite a few people that are like young in their 20s with diabetes that mm. work out they work yeah. out what, what's the deal there you know yeah you should that should be impossible it should be because you're burning i mean lifting weights you literally burn sugar they say one of the best things you can do for diabetes is is to go and lift some lift some weights i mean think about like just something like three sets of 10 of like leg extensions that's literally burning up glycogen mm-hmm. burning up sugar so there shouldn't be a way uh but you can out eat it you can out eat it in a heartbeat i mean you know i'm not huge on on calories and stuff but like do you ever track anything and you ever look at like you know you could walk for like an hour at a pretty good pace and it's like the hour almost seems like a waste because like what did you burn 400 calories or something like that i mean you can eat that in a second or mm-hmm. you could uh drink that in even faster Easily. period of time i mean just drink a, a thing of orange juice which he would think orange juice is i'm not even going to say orange juice is unhealthy but people sometimes will drink stuff like that and do so recklessly and not really think about it mm-hmm. It's like, man, you just kind of wiped out the walk that you did. Yeah. You know? That's why I'm really happy that I like that I was willing to try out doing the lower carb thing. Um, yeah, you were getting fat, bro. <laughs> well, not. not <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say I, I've been identifying as Nigerian lately mm. because I think it's going to get me more jacked. And coincidentally enough, it added four inches to my dick. 
Well, no, you know, that's the thing. <laughs> if you believe, you can achieve. See? And if you identify, first off, it's And you got to try it. Seriously. We, we, I was we, shocked. We, yeah. I took a shower this morning. I was shocked. We were, we were talking about this. If you can identify as a Nigerian, you you can gain muscle mass, intelligence, and like like you said, that. But the best thing, you know, identify as being in SEMA. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Put a put a, like a poster on your you know on your um, mirror and just put I am at Sima yeah no I would do you have a mirror in my bathroom? do you have a, uh, a camera in my bathroom <laughs> yeah, because I already that's, have dude that's I already all you have do. a poster that's all you got to do it's, it's kind of weird instead of that I'm just gonna make a a life size cutout and put that in the mirror of you yes. so when I walk up to the mirror I just see myself as you you know what's even better <laughs> make a printout of Sima's face. And paste that over your face so that <laughs> whenever you look like in the mirror, you see Insima, who is you now. Yeah. And then when people see me, there's like Insima. Oh, wait. No. It's you know what we could also do? Insema. We could put uh, football pads underneath your t shirt. Yeah. So that you feel the way Insima feels every day with those giant shoulders. That's all you got to do, <laughs> man. Deadlift sock believe, down my yeah. pants. Oh. Yeah. If you believe pairs. you can achieve, live on a higher frequency. <laughs> All right, everybody, this is a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I want people to know. <laughs> Some people are like, this dude's a dick. I think it's a lot of people joke. are writing this down. <laughs> this this is the, notes. the most honest Encima we've ever experienced on the podcast. <laughs> the real the real, the real, the real Encima, please oh, stand man. up. Yo, yeah. where the hell were we? We were, we were on a really good track there. We just lost. We, we didn't. Were we're good. Good. We'll get back to yeah. it. You know, we were talking about uh, some other countries and stuff, and I may have mentioned this mm. on this podcast, but this was like a short piece that I saw on like <laughs> 60 Minutes or something like that. Somebody came to this country from <clears throat> Sweden, and they're actually very, uh, their reason for filming and stuff changed when they came over here to the United States. Um, and then they started kind of like a mission against like uh, Lay's potato chips because they were uh, building a factory in Sweden. It was the first uh, factory they were building there. And the the thing that was really big um, was that there really wasn't a lot of snacks in Sweden at the time. And this is like, this is only 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Think about that. <laughs> there was no snacks or very little amount of snacks. I'm sure they have candy and stuff. Um, but it's kind of uncommon to have a snack there. And so this factory was being built. But these people, aside from that, these people were, they were coming to America and they were just going to film their vacation mm-hmm. and they're going to show people like, Hey, like, you know, this is what we did while we we're in like Florida or whatever. They could not believe how obese people were. And so the guy was like, the guy was in total shock. He's like, I'm going to document this. So instead of filming him and his kids and having a good time, he filmed how fat everybody was. And he kind of made like a, like a mini doc. I don't know like where it ended up or whatever, but it ended up being part of this 60 minutes piece. And he was sharing that on this, you know, in this interview. And he was like, we just couldn't, we couldn't believe it. We don't, we didn't understand, uh, you know, why everyone's so heavy. And then, like you said, they went to go eat and they kind of just saw like, even on vacation, people were, were pretty like sedentary. Like they, would rather drive somewhere than walk somewhere. And they were just kind of observing from that standpoint. And they were mm-hmm. like, Oh my God, like this is crazy. But snacks are a huge thing. Um, I think that snacks might even be worse than like desserts. Cause I think that in, in most cases, I mean, everybody's a little different. Like some people, they have to have a dessert every time they eat. Now that's a little crazy. I think uh, in my opinion, a dessert would be something you might have once or twice a week. Mm-hmm. Sounds pretty reasonable to me. You, you you really like pie. You have it once a week after your your dinner or something like that. And I, I can understand that. Maybe you have it when you have guests over the house. Um, that's very common to do. But other than that, I don't really see 
you know, people like really, you know, crushing des- desserts. People will crush some ice cream here and there and they don't really think about it as dessert. They just mindlessly will have some ice cream at night while they're watching TV. Yeah. That's not really great. That's I would consider that more snacking. But I think that snacking is a real uh, is a real problem for a lot of people. And so like eat twice a day or eat three times a day. What if you just what if you even just said, dude, like you're only allowed to consume calories four times a day. I don't care how you do it or whatever way you want to do it. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice if you did it in like a window of like four or six hours or eight hours or whatever. Um, but even that rule might really help people a lot because, like I said, they might be gulping down some orange juice or maybe they're having coffee with sugar in it. Um, and maybe they're just kind of eating some mindless snacks while they sit there just eating pretzels while they're watching TV. What's wrong with pretzels? absolutely nothing pretzels are probably okay in a lot of ways they don't really have a lot of calories in them but still it's still something that is probably not necessary for your nutrition yeah the snacking thing like like for example that the pretzels example that you just gave yeah it's it's not great for your nutrition but the thing is is like you never just have like one little baggie of pretzels you know you you probably have more than that probably have substantially more because at the same time that like you know, we talk about not snacking. A lot of people look at snacks as healthy alternatives. Okay. So you have these snacks, you're eating a snack at work. Oh, what are you doing? Oh, I'm, 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 you know, I'm on my diet kick or whatever. But then you also have all these other meals too. You know, if you just have a, like you said, have a habit of just like only have your, your calories coming from meals or have just, if you, if you have calories, have them coming from two or three meals each day, just don't snack on things. Healthy alternative. I think you hit the nail on the head because somebody thinks they might be doing something kind of positive for themselves. Mm -hmm. And, um, really it's probably doing more harm than good. It's probably not a great practice to get into. And it's like, how do we get people? how do we get people kind of around that? Like, can you munch on something? And I think that you can, I think if you're strategic about it, I think that you can, and you can find stuff that fits your particular style or your particular diet. And I know that some of this stuff might sound disgusting in comparison, but like you could have like uh, some vegetables and like some hummus hummus has some protein in it. You can buy certain kinds of hummus that doesn't really have a, a, a lot of calories in it. So, I mean, you can like, and uh, things like cottage cheese. Now, some people don't like love cottage cheese, but you could put cottage cheese on celery, like trying to give you some stuff you can arm yourself so that you can still stuff your face <laughs> while you're watching TV. Um, I personally will have uh, yogurt sometimes and I'll mix some slingshot protein in there. And I'll, I, I kind of like, uh, I kind of like that mindlessness of like doing something. I also, because I've been doing this for a long time, I have the ability to be like, all right, I'm just going to sit here and not do anything. You know, but uh, on occasion, I don't feel like doing that. I also have the ability to just tell myself, go to fucking bed. <laughs> like, just, you know, just if I stay up the extra hour, two hours, what am I going to do? I'm just going to consume extra calories. And what do I need? I need more sleep. I don't need extra calories, but mm-hmm. I can certainly use more rest. So I'm like, go to fucking mm-hmm. bed. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I what I hear a lot of people talk, when it comes to snacks, um, especially if they're being coached by somebody, it's... uh it's sort of like the bridge between each meal. So that way they don't get extremely hungry. So that way they get like, they overeat when it actually comes to their meal. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I know that that's a flawed argument, but that's what I hear more than anything is it's like, Oh, well, if I don't have my snacks then I get too hungry and then I just want to eat everything in sight. Um, when yeah. really it's probably just making them even more hungry. Well, I think what a snack will do though too. And I, I've said this a million times, take your favorite, uh, healthy food, 
favorite healthiest food, you know, like it could be like for, for a lot of us, it's like a ribeye or, you know, a, a filet, some sort of steak, right? For other people, it might be chicken thigh or whatever, whatever it is. Eat a handful of Doritos and then try to eat that food. Like there's just, it will have no flavor to it. And so I think that snacks, they interrupt uh, your kind of, your hunger, like your true hunger. And when it's time to eat, you actually want hunger. And if you're going to overeat, I think it's okay to overeat and overindulge on some of those things that are healthier, like your actual meal, because you could be filling up your cup for your micronutrients and your macronutrients at the same time. Mm -hmm. And if we have some overflow and overspill of it here and there, it's not really going to harm us. If we do it all the time, then it's going to be hard to uh, lose weight, which is what a lot of people's goals are, is to lose some weight. But if we're doing it occasionally because we were a little extra hungry, I think it's totally fine. And when you eat snacks, it's probably doing very, very little. I can't imagine it doing much of anything to fill up your micronutrients for the day. When you start to fill up your micronutrients for the day, you're going to also recognize that you're just not as hungry. Yeah. I had some people yesterday at this party <clears throat> telling me they switched over to like eating a little bit less carbs and they're like, yeah, man, like I just have like two eggs and like two slices of bacon. And I'm like, like I'm good for hours like mm -hmm. that, like that fills me up pretty good. And you don't normally hear people say that like from kind of a, a typical breakfast, even a breakfast that has, um, you know, a couple of eggs and some like potatoes with it. You, you, a lot of times you'll hear somebody say, man, like two hours later I was starving again, or I was really tired, mm. you know, and I, I personally haven't had to deal with hardly any of that, um, over the last two or three years. Like my energy has been pretty consistent. It's really rare for me to be tired. There's times when, because I wake up early, there's times when I don't get enough sleep, um, but I try to correct that later on in the week. I try to pay attention to that. It's something I really uh, monitor because I realize it can impact, it can negatively impact everything else. Yeah. But, you know, try to, try to get yourself, try to get yourself on a schedule where you're starting to get rid of some of those snacks. And when it's time to eat, you're actually chowing down on the stuff that's important. Let me ask this, you know, how we had like Charlie on the other day and he, you know, talked a lot about, he loves his sugar. How do you feel about, um, fruits as snacks? How do you feel about like, cause I don't really know about people overindulging on apples or oranges, right? Uh, things like grapes and stuff like that. Even like people can go crazy on those, but at the same time, they're actually really not that calorie yeah. dense. They're a lot of water. Um, so how do you feel about that? Cause I mean, generally, you know, we talk about, about lower carb, right? They don't end up being that much in the big in the big scheme of things, not as much as like your typical snacks. Mm -hmm. But yeah, how do you feel about that? Let's just back up a second. One final thing on snacks is like, you know, teach your kids and if you're and if you work with people, teach people about um, serving sizes. Mm. Say like, hey, look, man, if you're really having a hard time cutting this stuff out, have a like read what the serving size is and have a serving size. Take it out of the bag. <laughs> Don't walk into the other room or in the in front of the TV with the bag. Yeah. Put it in a small cup or mug or bowl or whatever. Have the serving size. If you're really dying and you want to go back one more time, go ahead and you know, have at it. When it comes to fruit, it's really, really rare for for people to like if I said if I said you can have you know, apples, oranges, some of these different kinds of fruit. Mm -hmm. It's really rare for someone to eat an apple and then to be like, oh my God, I'm still starving. I want to have like, 
like I don't know what it is about an apple, but it, and an apple's like not going to make you be like, oh my god, I'm stuffed. You're not going to say that either. But could you imagine sitting there watching TV? You eat an apple, and then you get up and you peel an orange. Could you imagine really being that much hungrier after that? Yeah. Um, I would say, look, man, if you're still in a frenzy, then you know, try to calm yourself down with like a protein shake or something like. But more than likely, you're probably going to be good. I think you can run into a problem where you maybe overdo like grapes or berries and yeah. things like that. And like, um, and those things could, they could crush your stomach. You could be on the toilet for a long time if you're not used to those things. So that would be the only thing I would caution against. Not that they're bad for you or anything. I just think that you could kind of, kind of screw up your, uh, your stomach. But even on a ketogenic diet, there's still room for some fruits, especially some berries. They're not going to really spike your insulin um, all that much. And in the, uh, the keto perfect, uh, book is keto answers. Is that the name of the book? Yeah. The keto answers book. Yeah. Keto answers book by Anthony Gustin. He talks a lot about, he gives you, uh, the foods that you can eat. And he actually even talks about like low sugar fruits, mm-hmm. which are olives, avocados, and I think peppers. Hopefully I have that right. Mm. Um, and those are things that you don't really think of as like a fruit, but they, they are a fruit and they, um, and look, an avo- avocados or almonds or or, um, or olives, freaking, they're awesome. Like, you know, sit down in front of your, t- I don't know, like some people don't have a palate for olives. They don't like them, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I happen to like olives quite a bit. Eat a couple olives. It's like, you're going to eat like, I don't know, 10 of them. Mm-hmm. You're not going to eat like 50 of them. You're probably yeah. going to be like, feel disgusted if you ate that many olives. Yeah. Was it Matt Vincent that said that uh, when they have to break someone out of their house from my 600 pound life, they're not having to push banana peels everywhere. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not having to push banana peels out of the way to get, to yeah. cut the person out of the house. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, that makes a ton of sense. And there's a lot of research on fruit too, where um, they, they've, they've done these studies where people have had like three pieces of fruit every day versus having six pieces of fruit every day versus having like 25 pieces of fruit every day. The only thing that happened in the people that had 25 or it, I, I'm making these numbers up, but the only thing that happened in the people that had the most amount of fruit is they just took bigger shits. It's the biggest, <laughs> it's the biggest poops ever recorded uh, in any study that they've ever run before. But, and also the people were, um, uh, I think they were losing weight better than the other the other uh the other groups so fruit i mean i think that fruit is powerful and i don't know about you guys and i don't know if it's like a a mental thing but i know as like a kid like when i would have some fruit i felt like i was powering up Mm -hmm. i felt like mario hitting the question mark and getting the mushroom out of there like i felt like i was i felt like i was kind of hulking up and that could just be like what you're taught you know it's like oh it's got vitamin c so yeah 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 popeye with the spinach like you felt super strong i remember like i gulped down some orange juice and i was like i'm gonna be jacked i'm gonna be so strong it was always (laughs) the most refreshing thing ever like especially like because we delicious yeah my mom would like cut up watermelon and we just go to town i'm just like oh this is way better than like drinking water right now Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i know i love this because like okay so yeah i still at the end of the day, I still think counting can come into place here and there, but like just changing certain habits, you don't necessarily have to count if you're trying to lose weight. Like first off the guy that ate two meals. Secondly, just don't have packaged snacks around the house and instead eat snacks that are potentially like fruits or something, but something other snacks, like I think this is one thing that a lot of people can overindulge on typically almonds and like Mm -hmm. nuts that ends up being a killer for a lot of people Mm -hmm. because 
you can really just like kill those and you, you you they're very calorically dense so as much as like these whole foods we're talking about that are pretty good as snacks um things like nuts you got to be careful with that for sure yeah and they, uh, they can kind of uh they also have a lot of fiber in them and stuff which can be great mm-hmm. but it's like if you're going to eat those things in my opinion the best way to do it would be to like ration them out and and put them in a small ziploc yes and like you know, you label it like it's fucking 10 macadamia nuts in there or whatever. Mm-hmm. You try to just put a small amount in there because like you said, it's the calories are going to be through the roof on that. They're going to be through the roof. Um, but like if you just like change a lot of these habits, it's going to be very, very easy to lose weight and keep it stress free. Um, and then looking at portion sizes on the back, in a sense, like you're still kind of paying attention to those calories too, because you understand like X amount or like one cup of this or whatever is how many calories, but it does take away a lot of the stress of having to count everything that you do eat to try and lose weight. If you just have one less meal, et cetera, this is still caloric restriction to a sense, but you're not having to count every single thing that you eat. And that in itself sometimes is better than counting calories because a lot of people that do count calories do like, especially in the IFYM crowd, they add in a lot of things that wouldn't necessarily be the best thing nutritionally, but they do it because they can make it fit and it, in the long run, that doesn't help them out nutritionally and keeping the weight off, you know, for their lifetime or, you know, maintaining that weight loss. There's a lot of weird things that can creep into your nutrition as well. And we like at this party, it was interesting because people pick up bits and pieces of stuff. They read articles um, and then they pick up words that they attach to for specific reasons. There was one person there that cares about the environment. And she was like, well, what do you think about like glyphosates and glyphosates are, you know, it's like roundup. It's like shit that's used on our crops. And it's, it's, um, it's in a lot of, a lot of our foods that we eat. it's in our food supply, mm-hmm. you know, it's in just about everything. And it was interesting in talking to like kind of quote unquote regular people who, who aren't really in the fitness space. Um, they're very smart and they're very intuitive with the stuff that they say. One guy, he was like, well, I'd imagine it, you know. When it comes to things like that, I'm sure if you're just healthier, then they probably have less impact on you. And I was like, damn, I'm like that guy. I'm like, that's true. Like the fitter you are, that the I'm not saying it's not going to negatively impact you, but, uh, you know, these um, hydrogenated oils and these, these uh, vegetable oils and stuff that people are talking about being so very harmful and how they're, they have a negative impact on like heart disease and stuff. It's like, I don't think they have that much of a negative impact on heart disease in people that are healthy and people that are eating correctly all the time and mm-hmm. people that are lifting and people that are, you know, people that are paying attention to, you know, eight out of 10 things. And occasionally they're having soybean oil. I don't think they're going to keel over from fucking soybean oil. I don't think yeah. they're going to keel over from glyphosates and stuff. Now I, I would love for these things to not be in our food supply, but, but they're there. And then another guy was mentioning uh, autophagy. He was mentioning how that was one of the benefits of fasting. Cause I was talking about like, you know, why people would fast. And mm-hmm. one guy was talking about it. Cause he's like, man, I, you know, I got to get control over my diet. Like it's just a mess. And I'm, you know, a little heavier than I want to be. And he had some other medical issues and stuff that he wanted to clear up. And I was telling him, you know, intermittent fasting would be great. I was talking to him about kind of a ketogenic style diet. Well, that would be great. And then that's when the other guy kind of came in and was like, yeah, and then, and then, you know, autophagy can happen too. So it can help, uh, reverse some of the, uh, impact of like aging and stuff. And I was like, 
this is this is a cool conversation to be in. How these people are, because the other the, the guy that came in and talked about autophagy, that wasn't his concern. Like his concern wasn't weight loss. Mm-hmm. He he was thinking about like what would I get from this, and I think that's the same thing when you talk about like a low carb diet. Someone's like, well, why would I do low carb? Like I'm I'm already, you know. I'm already at a pretty good body fat percentage. It's like because you probably don't need those extra carbs. It's probably not healthy for you to eat to you down all those extra carbs all the time. Now, if it's matching up with your performance in the gym and you feel that the performance in the gym is really good and you feel really good every day, then then maybe you don't really need to change much. But it never hurts to try stuff. And I think that it doesn't hurt. You know, I was mentioning to everybody yesterday, I was like, just try two or three days of like low carb and, and higher fat. Just Just give it a shot and see how you feel. And I was like, you know, if you just go to zero carb and you like, you know, start cutting way back, it might not make any sense to you. I'm like, it's going to probably take you just a few days to even learn the right types of food. Mm -hmm. And then yesterday I was also talking to Matt in here. Uh, Matt's lost 18 pounds now and he's on a pretty good, yeah, he's on a damn, yeah. yeah, he's on a damn good path, man. He's doing really great. But in having some, uh, conversation with him, we were talking a lot about, you know, trying to control, you know, trying to have gain control over your nutrition. And he was talking about how powerful fasting has been for him. Nice. And but at the same time, we also had the conversation of he's been kind of toying around with this for about the last six months with nutrition in general. Mm. So it's very, very important that people realize, like, you're not going to go from like not ever dieting before to like being an expert you're not Mm going to go from being a white belt to being a black belt in terms of nutrition like michael hearn's black belt when it comes to nutrition right yeah like we can all kind of say like okay shit he's the gold standard the guy never misses a meal he's always on point with stuff he's done everything from fasting to keto to bodybuilding style diets and he really knows how to push his brain and push his body um but for a lot of other people, it's like, man, you got to start out as a white belt and you're going to like, going to mess up frequently. It's probably yeah. going to take you like three months. I know you don't want to hear that. It's probably going to take you three months just to even learn the right foods that are working for you. You know, um, that reminds me of you know, the DM that I sent both of you guys. Um, uh, some guy was talking about one of his coworkers who had a, a diet concept. I think it, it's good. There's some bad to it, but it's really good because you know, Matt said he's been messing with this diet or toying with his diet for the last six months. Right. And he's been figuring out things that works for him, figure out what like can, can he can maintain for the long run. Now this DM that I got was uh, a guy talking about his coworker that dropped, I don't know, it was a hundred pounds or something. Uh, I had to look back at yeah. it, but he dropped a lot of weight. Okay. But on his journey to dropping that amount of weight, his big concept was, I'm going to fail at this at some point, And I just need to make sure that the amount of time that I fail or mess up is less than the last time. So he would fail on his diet. Maybe he'd cheat for a few days or go off of it for a few days, say four days, example. Okay. Get back on it. The next time it's not going to be four days. It's not going to be as bad as it was before. Okay. Back on the next time. It's going to be maybe two days. It's not going to be as bad as before, but I'm going to stick on it. Right. He just made sure that every time he fell off, because falling off is inevitable. You may have, you know, your husband or your wife at home stresses you out. Boom. You, you go, you mess up for a little bit, but you just make sure that every time you handle this fail or this cheat, it's not as bad as it, as it was before that. And in and of itself is like, 
even if you don't look at it that way, that is somewhat inevitable. Like when I started fasting, I couldn't fast for a long period of time. I couldn't handle the hunger pain. So I would eat, but I just made sure that the next time I fasted, I just tried to do it a little bit longer, right? So everything you do, there's going to be a point where it's you mess up or you fall off a little bit. But if you just make sure that every time you get a little bit better or you do a little bit not as bad, <laughs> twisting words there, you, you'll be able to get to that end goal in the long run. Yeah, well, look at any professional athlete Right. Like, let's just take LeBron James. He's a master at what he does. Right. Mm-hmm. Does he make every single shot he ever puts up? No, of course not. No. What does he do? He just gets right back on it. Why are we OK with that? But then when it comes to our diet, oh, I, I messed up. I'm the worst person on the planet. It's like, no, just get right back to it. Get back to it. later. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, not many people know this, but our boy in SEMA has a weakness. I have a lot of weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Which one are we talking about here, though? He doesn't like to run. Oh, hell no. <laughs> and it's like, I didn't know. you know, if we're to have conversations about you running, right? If we're to say, can you run a marathon? It's like, yeah, it's like laughable, right? Like, fuck, man. Like, <laughs> it, it would take away from my jujitsu. It would hurt my lifting. Like, it would have negative. And then you're thinking about, like, man, my knees, right? Uh, could you suck less at running? Yeah. Right? That's easy, right? So. Mm-hmm. Could someone be less fat? You know, like uh, you go to Matt before, you know, a couple weeks before he started his diet. Like, Matt, dude, like, can, do you think you can get lean? Like, let's do this challenge. Can you get Can you get ripped? Can you get shredded? No, dude, I don't have it in me to do that. Okay, Matt, how about this? Could you be less fat? He'd probably be like, fuck yeah, anybody can be less fat, right? And so that's that's kind of what we're talking about here with this guy changing the dialogue like if I'm going to fall off, it's not going to be that ugly. I'm going to fall off and I'm going to try to um, make it not be as negative. Look, you know, I think there's a lot of fucking food that people really love that they're not paying attention to. It's really easy to get all pumped up and and be like everybody else and, and go, oh, look at the pizza or look at the fast food. Or Andrew was talking about cooking up a Piedmontese steak last night. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, we I know we love in and out and stuff, but like, how much better is that than in and out burger? It, dude, it was so good. So I did use the smoker and then I did sear it afterwards. Mm-hmm. It, I'm so like, I'm in this, such a good spot. Like I'm so grateful. I get to follow Mark around with the camera at times. And we have walked into some of the absolute best restaurants that, you know, are available to us here in California. Yeah. You've been with us too. Yeah. This Piedmontese ribeye cap steak that I cooked up. I put it up against any of those steakhouses. I, is your phone it's, broken? Because I think mine's broken. Because I don't. I didn't get like an invitation. Well, well, it had happened over was, to eat this steak. Did you get an invitation? <laughs> no, I, I actually didn't get one. You're right. You're right. I'm kind of surprised. I wonder if there's something wrong with our like connection or something, or maybe the Wi-Fi. Or, I don't think he I, likes us very I think much. I, I sent an email. It might have went to spam. Mm. Mm. I don't okay. Know. Well. Well, I mean, they're, they're, I'll keep that in mind the next time I want to do anything fun. There is a <laughs> with Mark. I mean, there's still a promo code available if you guys want to order some up for yourself. <laughs> no, I'm good, I, I can help you cook it. Like I don't mind. I, I can I can help out. I do want to mess with your smoker though because I'm still using the air fryer. It's but. so again nothing against the air fryer, but actually using a smoker and the grill and everything, it, it's just so much better. I get it. You're better than me. Do you want to rub it in more? Uh, yeah. Um, how are you doing on the speed bag? Do you still suck at that? Yes, I do. Yes. I'm 
much better at you than <laughs> much better than you on the speed bag. Speed as well. bagging it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's another thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. That's um all right. Yeah, nice. just keeping this winning streak going. Dude, winning what's, streak. <laughs> what's up with the twenty five percent off on Piedmontese beef? We might as well hit people with that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So if you guys want to get in on some of this uh amazing Piedmontese beef, um I I know people are gonna be like, Oh, like you're you're biased, it's you mm-hmm. know, their sponsor. I no joke, uh this ribeye cap steak was incredible. Like yeah. it dude, so much flavor and all I do is throw salt all over it. Uh, less fat than you would expect from a ribeye, mm-hmm. but tender. It just it was just amazing. So if you guys want to get in on that, just head over to Piedmontese dot com. That's P I E D M O N T E S E dot com. Enter promo code Power Project. That's going to get you twenty five percent off these cap steaks and anything else on the site. And uh, if your order goes above ninety nine dollars, then you get free two day shipping. So you can order right now and be grilling you know two days it's kind of amazing dude this perfect keto nootropic it has <laughs> fucking bhb in it. it has ketones in it hmm. which i didn't know it had ketones in it until Me i was neither. i was looking at this like microscopic uh, letters <laughs> they got on the back here i had to they th- got so much i had stuff. to throw them old reading glasses because that's pretty small <laughs> even when my eyes were working better that would have been a challenge but yeah, yeah. it has uh it's got some ketones in it so mm-hmm. I think that's a little bit part of that uh, buzz factor that's in there. Yeah. Um, and then I've been mixing that in with some coffee and in with some extra ketones from the coffee-based ketones. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's been working pretty good for me. That's the mixture I got right here. I threw in I threw in a scoop of slingshot protein, too. And uh, I threw in uh, some Dutch Bros coffee into there the whole thing. Damn. So, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for launch. Dude, I was going <laughs> to say, yeah, that's, that's literal fuel in a cup. Like, yeah. they're uh, – I – I think I got a boner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. That makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. I can't keep it at the house. Like it's going to disappear. Uh, Stephanie, my fiance takes it every single day. Um, she's still following a ketogenic style diet. Don't touch so, my shit. Stephanie. Yeah. So I, I'm stoked to tell her like, Hey, yeah, there's some ketones in there. Cause like that BHB, that was way over my head. All mm. I, I was just focusing on the uh, nootropic side of things. Same it's here. one thing to tell someone like, yeah, like, you can try it. And then when they really <laughs> dig it and yeah. you're looking at like, you don't have any left for yourself. You're like, uh, that you was know, hey like can you that was that you one, calm down with this a that bit? was a one time thing you know um, <laughs> yeah but, I just wanted you to try it I didn't want you to steal <laughs> yeah, all of it yeah uh, I mean if you've followed the podcast you know I'm just like I'm such a dork when it comes to nootropics and I this one I'm so impressed with it's uh, again most most nootropic companies they they don't they understand that there's such thing as fat soluble and water water soluble and a majority of the nootropics that are in other nootropic uh, companies uh, supplements they don't have fat obviously mm. and this one does this one has mct oils and it has uh the um what is it bh bhb ketones yeah baby. so it's got you covered on all fronts um i i love taking it in the morning it's it's like uh it's a really easy pick me up and then mix in with coffee i'm gonna try that next uh it just it really gets you focused um if you guys want to get in on that head over to perfectketo.com slash power project at checkout, enter promo code uh, Power Project. That's going to get you fifteen percent off everything at perfectketo.com. And I'm um, highly, highly recommend this nootropic. It's like a chocolate flavor. Again, that's nothing I've ever experienced when it comes to nootropics. Mm, kind of feels like dark chocolate, though. Am I tripping? Or am no, I right? it does. No, yeah, yeah that, right. It's, the it's be- really good. The yeah. best chocolate is dark chocolate, so okay. it makes sense. 
It's some good stuff, man. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. And the bars are good. And they got krill oil and they got electrolytes. They got all kinds of stuff over there. You got to check it out. Been taking the electrolytes daily. Yeah. Mm, I've been, uh, yeah, I've been using those electrolytes every single day. Yeah. So crucial. Difference. Yeah. I heard yeah. someone talking the other day about fish oil and how um, it will uh, be, it will be absorbed a lot better when you have it with fat. So, you know, try to have your fish oil with a meal, you mm. know, if, especially yeah. if you have like a fatty meal, you have a steak or something. Um, I know fish oil can, you know, not always be the most pleasant thing to take. Um, also, keeping it in the fridge or keeping it in the mm-hmm. freezer can kind of help with those fishy burps that sometimes yeah. you might you might end up getting. Yeah. And the bars, keep the bars in the fridge. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, yeah. Those bars are great in the fridge. Yeah. yeah, I haven't had the fishy burps in a really long time. I don't know if I've just like got over that or just yeah, yeah I don't know. But I've um, never had the fishy burps. That's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So if anybody's interested in any of the uh, products we just talked about. The links will be in the description and in the show notes wherever you're listening to this. All right, back to it. So I'm at this party, right? And people are telling me about, you know, having all these problems. And it's really interesting the way that people deliver their medical problems to you because they are, they're embarrassed by it. Mm -hmm. They're like shy about it, you know? So this one woman's telling us about, she had a sleep study done and I'm like, why has this woman had a sleep study done? She's in great shape. Like it makes no sense. Um, turns out, you know, in a roundabout way, she's trying to tell us that she uh, has also been diagnosed with type two diabetes and she just didn't want to come out and say it because it's kind of embarrassing because we all know that yes, there can be, you can be, you can have genetics, uh, that line you up great for some of these disastrous uh, diseases, which is, uh, unfortunate. However, um, it's a metabolic disease and you kind of dug yourself a hole and you put yourself there. And maybe it was easier for you to put yourself there than the next person. Yeah. And no one's like deserving of any of this, regardless of their habits or whatever. And I think a lot of times it's just lack of knowledge. You just don't know. You don't know that these bad habits uh, are going to punch you in the face one day. But they, but they will. And they'll mm-hmm. punch you in the face in a different way. Like some people, it shows up on their stomach. And then they look down. They go, oh, my God, my stomach's too big. I better do something about that. And so we know, uh, we know about, like, especially amongst men with abdominal fat, that's a sign of like a heart attack. You got a waist that's like over 40 inches and, and bigger. And then you're, you're not heading in a good direction when it comes to heart disease. Yeah. And so you can kind of look down at your stomach and be like, that's not great. I don't like the way that looks. Um, I'm going to make some changes about it. But like, what do you do sometimes if that doesn't, if it doesn't register that way? Because maybe you're not like an overeater, mm-hmm. but maybe you're overdoing sugar. Maybe you're overdoing some alcohol and maybe your pancreas and your liver and your kidneys, they're all just getting smashed around. Like they're not, they don't, they're not designed for any of this. We had someone on the podcast recently say, you know, we're not designed to have 300 grams of uh, carbohydrates a day. I don't even know if we're designed to have like more than a hundred, you know, yeah. real honestly, like. Um, now, that doesn't mean we can't have more than 100 when we're trying to go for a desired result in bodybuilding or, or have some of these special effects on some certain sports and stuff. <clears throat> but it doesn't really make a lot of sense to have that amount of uh, carbohydrates, which just basically turns into glucose into sugar in your body mm-hmm. all the time. But what one thing I was... I was trying to, you know, I'm trying to listen and digest, you know, what people are telling me and I'm trying to be as kind as I can with my recommendations, but I will be totally honest and say that when someone tells me that they have diabetes, to me, it's almost like someone fell off their bike and scraped their knee. I'm like, 
this is so repairable. Like this is, this is a, like, give me, give me something harder. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not a doctor or physician, so I, I don't pretend that I know how to deal with a lot of different things, but that one, I know the recipe for it. And it's a ketogenic style diet and fasting can be hugely influential. And I, I think a lot of people, I, I don't want to encourage people to like just randomly come off a of medication because again, I'm not a doctor or physician. However, from what I've seen, I've had people send me endless amounts of messages on this. They'll try a ketogenic diet. They picked up my War on Carbs book. You can get it on Amazon or you can go to markbellslingshot.com and pick it up. It's like 25 bucks. And there's a lot of other books on ketogenic diets. It doesn't even have to be my book. Try a ketogenic diet for a few weeks and you're going to notice some marked improvements uh, when it comes to your blood, when it comes to your resting insulin levels, and when it comes to your resting uh, glucose levels. And it'll have a huge impact on your diabetes. And I think a lot of people can reverse diabetes. Maybe there's people with some circumstances. Maybe it doesn't help. Maybe they need more intervention than that. Mm. <clears throat> but for the most part, from what I've seen, lowering your carbs, increasing your fat, and ketones are actually a key component to this whole thing because ketones can actually turn on certain uh, things in your genes to help combat uh, some of these things that are happening to you while you're having uh, diabetes, heart disease, um, cancer, a lot of these, a lot of these other diseases that are um, causing people, you know, tons and tons of problems. Beyond that, like even just lowering the amount of carbohydrates that you that you intake and that you consume can really be hugely beneficial. So these are all things to look into. And and as I'm talking to some of these people, you know, I start kind of learning about their nutritional habits and. They eat some candy here and there and they're just, they don't, not really getting enough protein. And it's like, ah, all this is really adding up because mm-hmm. otherwise it didn't make any sense to me. Cause I'm like, you're fit. You swim every day. I don't understand what the hell's wrong going on, you know? Yeah. That was one of the big reasons, um, that like other than, you know, wanting to see how I'd be able to perform in the gym with less carbs, but the diabetes reason was one of the big reasons why I picked up trying lower carb. Um, because like my grandfather died of diabetes, my uncle has diabetes and he had, uh, his one, I think it's his left leg chopped off from the knee down. Um, and he didn't have really control over that too. He was eating less carbs and stuff too, but he couldn't necessarily stop. He didn't have control over stopping. So the like utilizing both fasting and lower carb has given me that control. And I know like, uh, you know, you see it all the time, exactly fit people that get this later in life, even though they exercise all the time, exercise isn't going to guard you from that. You Some know? people that really exercise a lot. Yeah. Like doing marathons and shit. And you know, but that's the thing though too, Mark, is because like we know and we've seen a lot of um, elite level athletes and even athletes that do a lot of cardiovascular type work doing well, eating higher fats and lower carbs. I think there's one thing within like the, not just the lifting community, but the athletic community will mean a lot of trainers and a lot of people say you won't be able to perform at a high level if you don't have a lot of carbs. So you get scared. I got scared that, I wouldn't be able to perform at a high level if I didn't have my 300, 350, 400 grams of carbs each day for my workouts. It's, it's especially for athletes or people that put a lot of weight into their athletic ability and their athletic potential, whether they be someone who's not competing and they, they just, you know, they work out every day or someone who does compete, they put a lot of weight behind that. So it's very scary to, to say or try doing lower carb work and still, you know, work at a high level, but it's very possible. And if you can just give that a shot for a while, a lot of, you can prevent a lot of these things from happening. Yeah. I was also talking to a individual yesterday that, um, had lost a lot of weight, 
Then he gained it back, and then he started losing again. And I said, well, where did, it, where did all this start for you? Like, how did you get momentum to, to get going in the right direction? Because he lost like 80 pounds. And then he gained about 60 of it back, and then he like lost 40. So he's still mm-hmm. in a much better place than he has been before. Um, and this is a guy that swims too. So it's like he he kind of knows better. Like he has the he has some of the information. He just doesn't have uh, the habits down quite yet. And what this guy did was he got a hold of a nutritionist and he got all fired up about training and he, he went into this, you know, kind of uh, system where he was training every day, nearly every day, training five days a week. He was on this nutrition plan, you know, weighing stuff and doing all these things. And it was just too much. It wasn't sustainable. So mm-hmm. he did lose the weight. He did get the results. And if he stayed on that path, he would have held those results. Um, but once he was kind of left to do some of his own stuff, uh, it just kind of it fell apart for him. It was like he couldn't keep the motivation by himself. He couldn't stick to certain things by himself. And But what he said, and I found this really interesting, and I agree 100%. This is where I think most people should start. I think most people should start with exercise because I think what happens inside your kitchen is is too uh, daunting and too hard. So start with like movement, like get some movement going and then start slowly but surely trying to introduce certain foods. Like maybe just, you know, maybe just add a little bit more protein to your diet. Maybe add a little bit more fruit. Maybe add a little bit more vegetables. Like just add stuff into the equation, make sure you're not hungry. Uh, try not to overeat like real simple. Try to get extra sleep. Mm. Like try some of these simple rules on top of getting in a couple of walks every day. And now we're starting to build some good habits to where you can start to move forward and you can start to say, oh, maybe I should, you know, maybe I should start to not eat as much rice or not eat as much potatoes, bring that down a little bit and see how I feel from there. It's usually not rice and potatoes though. No, I know. I know. I know. Rice potatoes. Right. Um, But yeah, it's, I mean, I think it's just been echoed a lot throughout this episode. It's, it's really all about just those habits. You know, it's, it's about not eating an insane amount of food with every single meal. It's about not snacking between every single meal all day to, you know, fight hunger. Um, I think one of the biggest things that an end goal for people is to not let hunger affect your actions. Mm. You know, that's where we were, you know, like when you're, when we're hungry, we eat. Right. And a lot of times you hear even like when you're hungry, you should eat something, but you know, there's finding that place where you're hungry and you're okay with it, but not going so far where you're perpetually hungry and now you're fighting it and it becomes like, it becomes a disorder type eating thing. So I think that we like, we need to be able to find that fine line between that because being a little bit hungry is not a problem. When a, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Like when, when some people come on the show and like talk about fasting and the negative things, right. And how it turns to disorder eating or whatever. Um, I still like, I still think that like, it's not, there's, there's no problem being a little bit hungry sometimes. I feel like when sometimes listeners listen to that, they're like, oh yeah, okay, well, I can't do fasting because then if I get hungry, I'll, I'll become anorexic or bulimic or whatever. I'll, be, I'll, I'll get an eating disorder. But being a little bit hungry or fasting and utilizing that is not that detrimental. You know, I think I'm really curious about this too. Um, when John Berardi came on the other day and he talked about women using fasting and how it can, uh, you know, they can lose their periods, or, and, and a few other things. Uh, I wonder in those situations, number one, how far did they take it? Number two, 
how like little were they potentially eating or how probably very drastic. It's probably very drastic. Like they might've been doing a lot of exercise, very little eating Mm -hmm. and long hours of fasting because from the women that I know that do fast and they use it well, there's no period loss. There's, there's no massive negative changes Mm -hmm. in their health just because they don't eat for a few hours during the day. So it's, it's not that bad. And oh. the and the worst eating disorder of all is obesity. Like mm. that is a disorder. Like you don't have any order. You got no, you don't have any control over anything. And that's the disorder that's killing people. You mm-hmm. know, I I do feel for people that have uh, eating disorders that have like bulimia and anorexia and like I, I don't pretend to understand any of that. I never ran into any of that, but. I do feel for those people and, and those people, they probably just need to get professional help because since, you know, I don't see a lot of great information being shared uh, and I don't, I don't know if a lot of people know exactly what to do that. So you, you probably need to see a professional when you start to fall into that uh, category of things. But man, I think obesity is, is a huge eating disorder that no one ever talks about. We don't yeah. even call it like a lot of people don't call it exactly. They don't call it an eating disorder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, as you say, I hear a lot of people when it comes to, um, to fasting, when, like when I recommend it, it's like, Oh, I, if I don't eat, I'm going to get a terrible headache because I get headaches when I don't eat. Is that like a, like a withdrawal from like carbs or, I mean, they're probably just dehydrated. I think there's That's a usually, lot of dehydration going on yeah, with everybody. Yeah. And I think they're just associating this headache with like, Oh, it's cause I didn't eat, but it's like, well, you're, I don't know. You're probably gonna get the headache anyways, but I, that's what I hear the most. It's probably a bunch of stuff to think about. I mean, you know, number one, go back to our boy Charlie, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you are like waiting for something to happen, it's going to happen. So, like, oh, there's my headache. Yeah, well, of course, there's your headache. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, every time, every time it's windy, I get allergies. Okay, your there's your allergies. allergies might even happen before the wind even picks up. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so you can live your life that way. You know. Um, or you can kind of change some of your mindset. So I think mindset can be part of it. Like, don't be a baby. Like, honestly, just don't, <laughs> just don't be a whiny baby about it. And try to be reasonable with it. Like, have you ever really tried any fasting? Have you tried to miss breakfast? If you never tried to miss breakfast, then maybe that's the first place you should start. And then maybe try to skip uh, breakfast and lunch, and maybe only do it twice a week or three times a week. You know, with some of this intermittent fasting. And then over a period of time, maybe you try it a couple more days out of the week. Um, and the other thing is, like Insema is mentioning, uh, dehydration can be a huge part of it. Um, you know, if you're going to fast, make sure like the only thing, you know, you're not just drinking coffee. <laughs> I think a lot of people are doing that. They're just yeah. having like a bulletproof coffee and they think they're good. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, you should be drinking some water and you should be probably adding a little bit of salt when you do have an opportunity to eat. Sometimes if you add salt just to your water, sometimes it doesn't work great because that gets diluted as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And also sometimes that can cause your stomach to kind of go a little crazy. You can add some salt to your water here and there to your drinks. Um, But just, you know, pay attention to what you're doing with that as well. Salt some of your foods. But intermittent fasting is a great pathway to, you know, I'm telling people to start out with some activity, you know, start out with some walking. Well, I think the second place to start would be with some intermittent fasting because now I don't really have to sit here and explain all the nutritional details of everything to you. Yeah. I just need you to just, I need you to spend more time not eating. 
That's what we're trying. That's all we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Right now, you spend too much time eating. You spend too much time concerned with what you're going to eat, when you're going to eat it, and you're obsessed with your food. So I need you. To, I need to figure out a way to pull back from it. Easiest way to pull back from it, in my opinion, and from what I've done and and seen and what I've seen you do, is to abstain from eating earlier in the day. I tried to abstain from eating later at night. It didn't work well. I was, I was having, that was the hardest diet I've ever tried to follow. I was not able to do it. Yeah. It didn't fit with my lifestyle either. So um, it didn't fit with like, you know, I can't like go home and like not eat with my family. Like that's mm-hmm. weird. So that just didn't, didn't work, but I tried it. I gave it a shot. Um, so missing like a meal or two and having your first meal start at one o'clock or three o'clock or something like that. And every day you eat at two and at six or every day you eat at four and at eight or whatever, whatever the, you know, whatever your schedule is, Yeah, you know, try to eat twice a day or 2.5 times a day. Maybe you have a small snack after that last, uh, after that last meal, or maybe you have a protein shake or maybe you, maybe you do even have three meals, but you have some sort of, get some sort of cutoff point on where you stop eating and when we start to equate for intermittent fasting, I think what ends up happening, especially with people that want to have some results in the gym, and what I've seen from a lot of people is they start making better choices on what they eat because they like the performance in the gym. They like mm-hmm. the performance when they go run or when they uh, go swimming or whatever it is their activity is. They're going to have better results if they eat better quality food. Whereas it doesn't matter as much if you just are haphazardly eating throughout the whole day. Now you only have two meals. You better, you better get your shit together. And then what have we talked about on this podcast before? Your protein levels are fixed. Yeah. So you're already on the hook for getting proper amounts of protein in. And then I would, I would advise you to get in some uh, fruits and some vegetables. And then if you're, you know, eating uh, tater tots with a cheeseburger or whatever, I, I don't think it's going to matter that much. Over a period of time, you're probably going to want to shift into something a little healthier, but I think that you could still eat like that every day and still make progress towards weight loss. You can. I, one big thing I think uh, we, we just touched on was, and we don't talk much about it, but it's such a big deal for a majority of people because even I've made this mistake quite a bit, is hydration. Um, one thing that I do, and I think it'll benefit you a lot, is just like put some water in a bottle before you go to sleep or like have something next to your bed. When you wake up, just have that water be the first thing you drink. And then just carry it around with you. It doesn't need to be a big gallon jug. could be like one of those 16-ounce, 20-ounce bottles. But just carry that around during the day and fill it up. Because, Andrew, I think you talked about this one of the other days. One of the biggest reasons why a lot of people maybe get a little bit dizzy or tired when they're working out or they get a little bit hungry, the feeling of hunger during the day, isn't because they're actually hungry. It's because they're super, super dehydrated. It's one habit that, I mean, we pay a lot of attention to our nutrition and our food but our hydration is something that a lot of times is just like you really don't think about it because you don't, you know, it's just not on your mind. But if you're well hydrated, that feeling of hunger typically doesn't come as soon. And when it does come, at least it's not it's not a mixed signal because a lot of times if you just have a drink mm-hmm. when you feel like you're hungry, you're not hungry anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what about like uh, adding salt to water? Like should, should oh, yeah. people even Especially. like, you know, because you're saying like, oh, put the bottle of water on the side of your bed. Like, should we even be telling people like, you know, <laughs> I don't want to give them too much stuff if they're not doing it right now, but like, is like salt, like kind of the first go-to or is it okay to just be like, no, just get water in and then we'll focus on salt later. Yeah. I think, you know, you get your water in and just salt your food. You okay. There and, you go. Yeah. and you can throw, if you want, you can, you want to be dedicated to it and throw a little salt in your, 
water. I don't think it's going to uh, be of any any uh, harm. But sometimes I think people will like. I don't think you should be salting it so much that you taste it. Yeah, like it shouldn't no. be like. It shouldn't like. <laughs> it shouldn't be like. Whoa, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like just a little bit of salt would probably go a long way, and it might prevent you from you know waking up and, and using the bathroom uh, as much. So. Mm-hmm. That would, and then plus, you know, it depends on the time of year, you know, in the summertime, mm-hmm. you're going to lose a lot more salt than, uh, than normal. Yeah. Um, I just think, you know, people just need to kind of go, you know, base off of like, you know, their lifestyle. And I like the idea of like having that water next to your bed. Um, I try, when I wake up, first thing I have is not coffee. The first thing I have is water. I try to like, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, this is a way for me to get ahead. Mm-hmm. I mean, you spend the night, uh, excreting water. You know, sometimes you wake up in the middle of the night, use the bathroom, and sometimes you're just uh, kind of like sweating and stuff. You're going to wake up lighter every, you know, every day. You're going to wake up a little bit lighter uh, than you went to bed. It's just because you are getting like dehydrated. So start your day out with a big old gulp of water. Yeah, I look forward to that now. I that's the first thing I do. It's refreshing. It's I, it's so weird. Like I like I get all excited. I'm like you know, like when you're like. As a kid, you're like microwaving like a pizza pocket or something. Well, you guys didn't eat that way. I did. Pizza pocket? No, I had a hot pockets. Hot po- okay, so hot like you know, you, that, they that. never cool down. They no, ne- they don't. Ooh, they're usually just too hot at the beginning too. That's like but, an omelet. When you cook an omelet, you're yeah. like, when do I get a chance to eat this thing? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's about, like on fire. How about potatoes? Oh, just, oh yeah. God, I hate that. They're insulated. Yeah, yeah. there's there, there's a potato somewhere that I cooked four years ago that's still hot. I take <laughs> potatoes and I actually I'll put them in water because I'm I they take so I'm like I can't wait. <laughs> Yeah. I can't that's, handle this. That's such it's, a good move. Oh my god! And it and it like makes the water boil. That's just <laughs> like so fucking hot. That's a good idea. I need to do that from now on because that's my one gripe with heating up potatoes. You cut it open and it's just like it burns you for the next fifteen minutes until it cools down. You just gotta deal. Well, with it, it also though, yeah supposedly turns into like a resistance starch when you cool it, which oh, really? uh, makes it have like <laughs> it's some sort of magic powers that makes it have less carbohydrates in it because it starts to have more fiber in it but i think it takes a few hours for that to actually happen i think you need to like, it's not just the temperature like i think you need to refrigerate it yeah. uh, so is it not just the temperature thing it needs to like sit cold for a little bit i believe so mm, i believe so resistant okay. starches that's a whole you know i, I think kind of the, to, to to uh pull all this you know in together is like <clears throat> i think that andrew myself and Ensema have found ways to integrate this into a lifestyle to where we are thinking about it. You know, we do, we do think about everything that we're doing. Um, but it's maybe like a jujitsu move where we've rehearsed it so many times. We went over it so many times. It's just a reaction to, um, you know, the, the, whatever events are coming our way. So Andrew likes to meal prep and he's here for long hours here at slingshot working and working hard and so he he brings an arsenal of food with him so he doesn't make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, and Seema's developed some techniques where um, he's not going to fuck up. He's got some ideas in his head on how he can manage each day. I got the same thing. I would say Seema and I are unique in a sense that we're like, you know, in the closet bodybuilders in some way. Like you're not going to really catch us like doing a lot of bodybuilding stuff. He doesn't walk around with a gallon jug. I don't really walk around with a bunch of BCAAs. You're not going to really see either one of us with Tupperware. You know, like I, that's not really my, I might come in here occasionally because I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm going to be screwed. I'm going to be there all day. So mm-hmm. I might bring in 
a steak, but my steak will be like in a Ziploc bag and I'll pull it out <laughs> and eat it like as a protein bar, you know, yeah. that's my meal prep. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's, I think that's the way that you want to try to figure it out. How can you, how can you do all this and almost have other people go, how the fuck's he doing that? You know, like I don't see him walking around, mm. you know, like remember in school, there was always like the cool kids. They never had like any books with them. Yeah. And you're like, how the fuck do they not have any books? Yeah. Like, I'm always in trouble. Like, if I don't do my homework, I'm always in trouble. Backpack's killing my shoulders. Yeah, you got a backpack that weighs 100 pounds, and you still have shit grades. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> so you want to try to figure out, and I, I'm not, like, really saying, like, it's important to, like, look cool or anything, but, like, try to figure out a way to make it seamless in your lifestyle. Try to find a way to make it, like, for me, it's like um, I just eat when I'm home. And I have some luxury with my schedule. I have some flexibility with my schedule to where every once in a while, if I'm here and I'm just like really hungry, you know, I can go through some of that hunger and I have learned how to go through some of that hunger, but I can occasionally go, man, I worked out really hard today. Like today's been a, today's kind of kicked my ass. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go home mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm going to eat and I might cook up, you know, steak and eggs and like, I don't have a lot of, um, I'll eat leftovers here and there, but it's pretty rare. It's like I, I cook up my food fresh. I believe that everyone has the same situation as in SEMA and I, though. I think everyone's home twice a day. Like everyone, uh, you might travel, right? So with the exception of travel, you're waking up in your home and you're probably going to bed in your home. So it's like, well, you could eat in the morning before you leave if you if you wanted to. You can kind of fast through the middle portion of the day. Then you can eat when you come home. Sometimes that breakfast meal, though, might make you ferociously hungry. So that might not work great for you. And you might like an option that I've tried before that that has worked well for me is to have a really, really small breakfast. But what you'll find is that's really hard to do because you'll want to eat more. You eat. We tend tend to eat with our eyes. But if you had like two eggs and like two strips of bacon, that would probably work pretty good. And yes, Mm -hmm. you will get a little hungrier like midday. Um, but it will, it will go away. The other option is just not to eat. Just wait till you get home at five or six and then, you know, have a double dinner, you know, like legitimately eat it, eat it five. And then six thirty comes around, you know, hit it up again, hit it up again. And maybe, um, you know, finish off your day with some strawberries dipped in some, uh, um, like whipped cream or something like that, or, or get some peaches or nectarines. I mean, there's these foods, they taste so good. Like if someone chops it up to you and gives it to you, like if someone just put a bowl of nectarines on the table right now, we'd eat the shit out of them and be like, Oh my God, these are so So goddamn good. good." My uh, mother-in-law came over a few weeks ago. She made a fruit salad and uh, dumped um, uh, cinnamon all over it. Mm. I was like, you didn't put like sugar on this or anything. She's like, Nope, just, just cinnamon. I was like, this is fucking awesome. (laughs) It was so good. And I think that we're, you know, Andrew talking about that steak that he cooked up. I think we forget, man. We forget how good those food, those foods taste amazing. Yeah. And it's not the same as like a ice cream or pizza or candy or, but man, it's, it's, it's good in its own right. And it has a, um, it has a higher quality value. It It's, it means more to our body to give our body the right stuff rather than, you know, influencing it with the shitty food. Mm-hmm. I think that's all we got, right? I think so. I think so. All right. Strength is never a weakness. Weakness is never a strength. Catch y'all later. <laughs>